now we're gonna we're gonna do a new intro okay for a better podcast (laughs) okay than than the one we're on now Hmm. 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 what's like a good podcast what is like a what's like can any of us name a good podcast right now is there like a podcast that we know of that's like not a that's like a good one like a classy one (laughs) yeah is it uh serial yeah, like what do they do for their intros? Yes, yeah, let's try to po- do that for the podcast serial. I feel like that's going to be somewhat tonally different. There's no, there's no such thing as tone. There's just good and bad. Is it so? Um, <laughs> I can. We, let's all go around and uh-huh. name our favorite cereal. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'll start. Yes, my favorite cereal is Cracklin' Oat Bran. <laughs> Wait, Crocklin? have you ever have you ever had it? It's actually I really I have, good. Actually. I think I've had it at your it's, house. Yeah, it's surprisingly yeah. really good. It looks like nasty health cereal, but, but it, it is good. tastes really good. I just want you to know that what you just said did not register as words to my brain. Cracklin' O'Brien. Brand. What? <laughs> Am I? Is this? Is this? It's Cracklin' O'Brien. Brian. What? That's the mystery of cereal. And next, Caitlin. Um, I, I, my favorite cereal is Count Chocula. By the way, it is Count Chocula season right now. Oh, damn. Nice. Uh, my favorite cereal is, oh, fucking trick question. Cereal's <laughs> garbage. I like muffins. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What about like That's hot a- cereals? What about yeah, like oatmeal? Like an oatmeal. What about <laughs> dino egg oatmeal? Hey. It's too fucking sweet. Uh, what is this? I don't. Caitlin just pulled an Whoa. oatmeal out of her backpack Banan- and threw it on the it's table. It's bananas and cream. That's what that thunk was for the listeners at is home. This, wait, though, is this good? Because I love bananas. Yeah, you want it? I got another one. I don't know. Is it good? You said it's good. Yeah, it's good. All right, I'll try it. Caitlin told me it was the nasty kind. <gasps> take this away from me. Anyway, All like right, I it's said, fine. I'll take it. I'll muffins are great. I honestly, listen, you want to know the dark truth? Yeah. I eat rice checks. If you guys wanted to know my favorite cereal, yes. it is the bastard horror um. that is uh, the bastard horror that is Frosted Flakes with Lucky Charm marshmallows in them. Oh, bitch. Wait, yes. but how do you get that? You work Make hard. It? No, you you get that if you are a friend works at General Mills and they give you a test box, which somebody uh, who I work with, her husband works at General Mills and she brought in a test box. I gave some to Caitlin. And yeah. How wow. deep does the general the lucky, conspiracy I'm gonna, go? T- I'm going to be really honest with you, though, you guys. The Lucky Charms marshmallows were very stale. They were very stale. Oh, yeah, but yeah. were they not stale, it would have been it an been amazing, incredible. amazing cereal. Yeah. So that I, it's kind of like my white whale of, of <laughs> breakfast cereals. Yeah. You know what the, the worst cereal is, though? And it is Cookie Crisp. Oh, no, yeah. That's bad shit. Because Cookie it's Crisp. It's pretty hard. No, Cookie no, Crisp it's just is, like, it, it looks like it's going to be a delicious chocolate yeah. chip cookie and then it tastes does not taste like chocolate chips does not taste like cookie Mm -mm. what does it taste like it just tastes bad it just tastes like like bad it's like a worse it's like the worst kind of cookie you can imagine it's like a (laughs) rice like you're putting 20 of them in your mouth it's like a, a puffed rice with a little bit of sugar on it yeah and like some specks that maybe are chocolate but you can't taste any part of it it's mm-hmm. just bad yeah i have a lot of feelings about cookie crisp apparently let's play D. yeah <laughs> Cereal. <laughs> the cereal. Wait, I do have to. I do have to say one more thing about cereal before we stop this, and right. it is that I hate Captain Crunch. Okay, mm. it is the diarrhea of cereal. Um, I don't. It's I good. disagree. I've just eaten some Captain Crunch yeah. recently. Well, it was very good. good. You guys are both dead to me. I don't think I've ever had it. Captain You've, Crunch. No, Captain. You Crunch. wouldn't like it if you don't like cereal. It's yeah. very cereal. It's, it's a cereal man cereal. It's a cereal man cereal. <laughs> Definitely that. But like Captain it's Crunch a is a cereal, cereal that you must eat very quickly. Yeah. If it sits yeah. in milk for more than a full minute it it's becomes disgusting. inedible that's why it is the diarrhea of yeah no, okay, I, if that's what you yeah i can agree with that. i can agree with that but like <laughs> if you pour that milk in and then immediately inhale it it's delicious oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a slow eater so like that's not mm. possible for me or you just eat it dry you. like that's i'll just eat a handful of, of cabin crunch dry mm. hello welcome to cereal i'm cat i'm your dungeon master <laughs> 
<laughs> Hi, welcome to Serial. I'm Noelle, and I play Fran, a Genasi wizard. Hello, welcome to Serial. I'm Caitlin. I play Corbin. He's a human druid, level seven. Hey, Serial. I'm Hannah <laughs> Colbert, and I'm always saying my last name, even though I shouldn't. And I play Slake, and they're level seven, and they're a half orc fighter. So, what did we find out? Just to go over everything. So we know that Dodson Goodson, our valet, may be spying on us. He he was employed by the... He's employed by the sister-in-law. Lilia. Yeah. Magdalena gave the dead king and queen her boat. Yep. And that's yeah. where they died. So they may have... That's Her suspicious. pleasure boat. Her pleasure yeah. boat. And <laughs> um, the sister is a kind of a dick, but she maybe... Loves her sister mm-hmm. and wanted her to be happy. Or she wanted her sister to make a bad political decision. Yeah. yeah. She wanted her to be able to marry, what's her name? The- Loria. Yeah. Loria. Um, and she may want to unify Madria and Danmar and take over but everything. But she doesn't want to live in Danmar. Right. Right. We learned something about Eggsplat Greenspire, the gnome guy, but I can't remember any of it. Eggsplat uh, made a bid for the throne. He also wants to annex the little fight. That's right. He's the racist. But, no. no, he's because he's, he's Lilia's dad. He's yeah. he wants to annex like because he's one of the gnomes. Yes. Oh. He wants independence. Oh, I never mind. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Tenavine. Tenavine was just like around. She seemed normal. Uh, the one normal person. <laughs> Branda was Branda's the, the seamstress. seamstress. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, we still have to have dinner with the queen tonight. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, you Oof. now have some free time. There's a concert you could go to. Uh, or you could just go hang out in your rooms. I want to go talk to the pirates. I want to go find that guy. Which guy? Uh, Lord An- Andalin. Oh, the guy who like disappeared to... Supposedly help us in Danmar, oh, but sure. then never came back. Yeah. Uh, Slake, what do you want to do? I kind of want to go to the concert. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Great. Great. Splitting the party. Yeah. What's you... Mary going to do? Yeah. Um, Mary is going to go to the concert with Slake. Nice. Aww. Nice. Slake, uh, you and Mary, first you have to go back to your rooms and get changed again, because there <laughs> are certain clothes for attending a concert. Mm. And Mary immediately suggests, like, we should probably check in with someone and make sure we don't need to do a costume change. And you go back to your rooms, check in with Dodson, and of course, there is a costume change needed. So these clothes are, they're a, they're less fancy than your court clothes, but more fancy than your luncheon clothes. But they're more made for sitting. So they're le- less restrictive around the middle. So this isn't like a moshing kind of concert. <laughs> no, no, it is. Is uh, uh, You don't know what kind of concert it is yet, I suppose. All right. But uh, you guys head to the West Conservatory, which Slake, I think you will be thrilled by. Oh, golly. So the Western Conservatory is actually set into the cave. It is its own. It's another uh, grand cavernous space with, like, excellent acoustics. And inside are bioluminescent plants and, like, uh, butterflies, which sort of float around the space and there's all this bioluminescent hanging moss in the ceiling and these flowers which bloom in this eerie sort of white light comes out of them as they bloom. And there is sort of some glow lamps that look like they are plants that have been bent over and sculpted so that they come down to look like spotlights over a little group of musicians who are playing... Uh, well, they haven't started playing yet, but they are tuning up their instruments. And then there's a few rows of chairs. This event seems to be attended more by um, a crowd a bit older than the one you guys were just hanging out with. Uh, the person you see of note is a dragonborn woman in simple gray robes. She is completely outside the fashion of the court. Uh, and she is sitting alone toward the back of the auditorium. Nice. Well, I'm definitely going to need to take a minute to, like, just fucking check out, like, the flora and fauna of this place. <laughs> it sounds fucking sick. Um, uh, as you as you go around, Mary signs to you and asks uh, about everything that you're looking at. And be like, oh, what one's, what's this one called? And like, oh, tell me about this, this plant. Nice. 
<laughs> She's trying to make you feel included. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Mary's so nice. She's so nice. <laughs> yeah. I love Mary. I'm gonna talk way too much about all the things that I see and compare them to like my own uh, cave biology experience thus far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm loving this. <laughs> um. Yeah, so after, after I've done that for, like, a stupid amount of time, uh, then I do think I'd like to consult Mary, I guess, and be like, uh, so, uh, you see that lady back there in, like, the the normal clothes? Mary nods and signs, yeah, I noticed her, too. Should we surround her? Oh, I mean, I just thought we could talk to her or something. <laughs> oh, that's probably the, what normal people do, yes. <laughs> Man, we are influencing Mary. <laughs> Surround her. Oh, Mary no. has had exactly three friends in her life. <laughs> all of them have been insane. <laughs> so the woman looks at us, looks aside at you two, and then says, I, I hope you aren't planning to talk through the entire concert. Oh, uh, no, of course not. <laughs> just, uh, you know, just get in a good spot. Appreciate the, uh, the old acoustics. Yes, this cave has adequate acoustics. It is nothing like the caves of the Bronze Order, though. Uh, oh, you, uh, much of a cave fan? And she nods and says, Unfortunately, I've spent less time in my caves recently than I would like, but... One of us must always be at court to represent the order. Oh, gotcha. That's that's rough. Spending time away from the cave. No, that goes. Yeah, you got a whole uh, whole order of uh, cave friendos then. Yes. Do you know much about my order? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I may have uh, heard of them in passing. Mary signs, we're not really from here. If you could explain, we would be grateful. We want to learn as much as we can about the vibrant culture of Madria. And she gives a big cheesy sort of grin. <laughs> nice. And the woman looks at Mary for just a minute and then looks back at you and she says, I am Coquin of the Bronze Order. We tend the bones of our lord who sleeps deep in the caves under Madria. One day he will awaken. Once we have found the correct spells to bring him back to us. I am our representative at court. I represent the interests of my order. It is a dull job. Oh, really? Because, I mean, it sounds kind of amazing. It is amazing when you are in the presence of the bronze bones of our lord, but it is... Boring to be among these simpering idiots. <laughs> right. So, uh, your, your, your lord with his bronze bones <laughs> under the earth. Sounds kind of like, uh, one of those, uh, what do you call them? Giants? Maybe of the sleeping variety? She laughs a little and says, yes. You would fit right in at my order. Much debate goes on about the parallels between the slumber of our lord and that of the deep giants of legend. Should you ever have interest, you should go down to our temple. I'm sure you would have a great, much debate with my sisters there. Uh, yeah, it sounds awesome. Uh, where's it at? It is on the western cliff face of Madria. A bit hard to get to, but it means we are left alone by outsiders. Nice. Sounds like uh, you guys figured out a pretty prime location. We did not choose the location. It is the location where the bones of our lord sleep, and so we go to them. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> well, good talk. <laughs> uh, Mary nods quickly and then signs the music starting. We should pay attention, Slake. Of course. And she signs, sort of, she, like, cups one hand so that Coquin can't see her other hand, but you can. She signs, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, she seemed really cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, who wants to go next, Corbin? So I, I want to go see Dodson. 
You want to go oh. see Dodson? He's yeah. in your rooms. Or rather, if you go to your rooms, he will appear. Jesus. Okay, well, I go to my room. <sighs> yeah, he uh, he appears out of that secret passageway uh, in your hallway. Yeah. And he says, what can I get for you, my honored guest? I say, hey, um, I wanted to get in contact with a particular lord in the court. Simply give him his name and I will deliver your card. Oh, well, I kind of like to know where he's where he's at. You will have to tell me his name first. His name is Lord Andolin. Ah, Lord Andolin. Seems everybody is looking to get in contact with Lord Andolin. Well, I believe he has rooms on the second floor in the Grey Wing, if I remember correctly. Cool, thanks. Uh, and then I leave. Okay, are you going to go find those rooms? Yeah. It takes you a little bit of wandering around. Yeah. I have to ask a servant. I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm in the there's castle. A, there's around. a young human woman bustling okay. by with a tray of hotcakes. Oh, okay. Hot honey cakes. I say, hey, is this the gray wing? Oh, uh, no, actually, this is the blue wing. If you want the gray wing, you'll need to go to the east. What color are the walls, Kat? Oh, they're blue. <laughs> That makes sense. Okay, thanks. Then <laughs> <laughs> I leave and go to the east. Yeah, you go east, uh, and somehow you end up in a wing where the walls are sort of a lavender. They might be gray. Okay. Is there anybody around? Uh, you pass a servant in the hallway who's carrying a pair of riding boots. I say, hey, 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 guys, is this the gray wing? Uh, no, this is the lavender wing. <laughs> Yo, where's the gray wing? You'll need to go further east. I keep going east. <laughs> you reach a dead end. And then you see that what you thought was a wall of mirrors is actually another hallway. Ugh! I go down the hallway. And eventually you reach the Grey Wing. Okay. Um, and you are able to spot Lord Andolin's room pretty quickly because there is a pile of letters outside the door. Dope. Uh, go up to the door and I knock on it. There is no answer. I say, hey, Lord Andolin, are you in there? No answer. You don't know me, but I'm cool. <laughs> Still no answer. Okay. It's almost as if no one's in there. Okay, I uh turn into an ant. Yeah. All right, that. you turn into an ant. Yep, 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 yep. Crawl under the door. Crawl right under that door. Do you turn back into a person on the other side? Do I see anything with my little ant eyes? No, you do not. Okay, then yes. And I cast Pass Without a Trace on myself. Great. What do I see? It kind of looks very similar in style toward your rooms, except there's only one parlor and there's only one bedroom, so quite a bit smaller. Okay. Uh, in there, there really doesn't seem to be much in the way of personal effects, uh, and it looks like it hasn't been used in quite a while. Why don't you give me an investigation check if you want to know anything else? <laughs> it's a critical fail. <laughs> You find you you just sort of start lo like opening drawers and like mm -hmm. looking around and really just disturbing the hell out of this place as you look yep. for any any scrap of a clue and you find nothing. Uh, cool, cool, cool. You do find in the bathroom, yeah, a bowl of mints. <laughs> Ooh, nice. I eat those mints. <laughs> After Aww. eating those mints, you realize they were not mints; they were soap. I barf into the toilet. <laughs> Sick. So I've destroyed this man's room, eaten all of his soap, and then puked it. After <laughs> it took you like an hour to figure out what color gray is. <laughs> So there's there's nothing in here, right? No. Okay. Um, Not that you found anyway. Yeah, obviously. Okay, so I want to open his door and take a look at the letters. Sure. Well, they're all sealed with oh. wax, so I open them. Yeah, I suppose you've done enough damage already. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's like little bubbles coming out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> fucking rabbit. Yeah, As you open the door, uh, a servant man passes by and he screams and drops his tray and goes, a ghost! <laughs> You're one of those classic um, foaming I, ghosts. I, uh, I cast um, Produce Flame and I just like it. Um, what? I throw it down the hall like a little will-o-wisp. Oh, okay. Yeah. The man runs. He okay. runs away screaming. Okay. And well, okay. I take those letters inside. I close the door and I start opening them. Okay. Open them up. Uh, yeah. So it looks like he's gotten an invitation to every notable event. He was invited to that, that picnic. He's invited to the dinner that you're going to later. He's invited to pretty much anything that Renetta's throwing. 
He's doing, he's invited to uh, Count Vivek Vazan's party. Mm-hmm. He seems to be a very popular guest who is very absent. Are there any like personal letters? Mm, no, they're just mostly invitations because it seems like everybody knows he's not there, but they want him to be. Uh, does he have a closet with clothing inside of it? He has a closet. Yeah, there's a closet with clothing. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Uh. I take some of the clothing out and I put it on. Don't look at you like that. You said before you said that horrible thing. As if what you were doing should not be met with shame and scorn. Let's see if it fits. He's clearly not here. I mean, it's a little bit big on you because it seems that he probably has a bit more muscular frame than you do. Okay. Um, but and I think he might be a little bit taller. Is there anything that looks really nice on me? No, none of it looks good on you because none of it fits you. Okay. Uh, so I've gone into his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Gone into his... Into his bathroom. Into his you bathroom. put on his clothes. <laughs> put on his clothes. <laughs> you, you've you, opened his mail. You've opened, opened his, his mail. mail. You've gone single white female on him. <laughs> I've gone single white female all the way. You threw fire at his servant. <laughs> threw fire at his servant. <laughs> um, How much more damage can Corbin do in 15 okay. minutes? Here's what I do. Um, I... Is there a parchment, like just blank parchment? Anyway? Sure, yeah. Okay. There's I take, a pen and parchment. There's okay. a little desk in the parlor. I take the paper um, and I want to write a little note on the paper. Okay. And I want to say, um, sorry about the room. <laughs> All right. And your mail. Uh-huh. <laughs> and your soap. Okay. <laughs> and your closet. And your toilet. And your toilet. <laughs> I'm, I, I was investigating... Your potential disappearance. This is the consequence for being a man who disappears. But if you are in trouble, you won't see this note anyways. Please contact me and then I leave my room number. You don't have a room room number. number. You're not in a hotel. I leave my room area. And I say, please come in person. Don't send a fucking letter. (laughs) Yeah. And then I I sign it um, nightmare, but I spell it M-A-R-E. Mm. Wait, is that how it's spelled? That is how yeah. it's spelled. Don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> 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 I mean, you can make it two words. End hard. scene. <laughs> All right. Noelle, you cannot avoid it any longer. I, okay. I'm ready. It's your ready. turn. It's time to go do to better, the pirates. Do better than I did. <laughs> um. So, I mean, I, I would ask, like, freaking Dodson mm-hmm. how to get to the dungeons and then I'd fucking go. Yeah. So I put on my normal clothes and mm-hmm. I feel so good. <laughs> and um, What? Free range of movement. Good God. And then I go down to the dungeons. Okay, you do it. There's a few guards at the bottom of the staircase to the dungeons. Mm-hmm. And I say, hero of Danmar. And I salute them. <laughs> they they give you a nod and a, a lazy salute. And yeah. They say, I, Captain Loria said you might show up you want to talk to those pirates? Oh, I would be much obliged. <laughs> yep. All right. And one of them gets up and he uh, motions for you to come with him. And they walk you through the dungeons. And most of the cells are empty down here. But they walk you to the very back where there are four cells, each one occupied by one pirate. Can I Can I ask the guard on the way, have they said anything weird? Mm, no, they haven't said much since we picked them up. We're keeping them all separated for now so that they don't try and do any plotting. Uh, which one you want to talk to? And he points to the four doors where the pirates are being held. One of them seemed like the leader? No, we didn't seem like there were any leaders among them. Everyone just kept saying that they were just following orders. All right, then let's open door number one. All right, the guard unlocks the door. And he says, would you like us to wait outside for you? Nah, you can go. I'm cool. <laughs> and he shuts the door after you. So, you are in the cell with the pirate. He is, uh, he's laying on his straw mat facing the wall with his arms crossed. What is, what do his clothes look like? Pirate stuff? Pirate stuff. Cool. All right. <laughs> uh, so they only took four of you alive, huh? And then the guy looks over his shoulder and grumbles and he says, yeah. <laughs> Good talk. Um, <laughs> which ship were you on? I was on the horsey. Wait, do I... <laughs> The horsey? Do I know which one that was? Oh, that was definitely the one that you sank. That Corbin sank? Yeah, that Corbin okay. sank. So I say, oh my god, I saw what happened to that ship. How did you survive that? Well, I was on the landing party. D- 
Did any of the leaders survive? Leaders were not. Mm, I ain't supposed to say nothing to you. You didn't bring leaders? He doesn't say anything. <laughs> so what's your name, guy? He looks over his shoulder. So what's your name, guy? My name's Fran. I, do, I don't mind telling you that. <laughs> Dan. Oh, wow. Like, our names rhyme. That's so cool. Is is your name short for Danica? It's short for Dan. <laughs> oh. Your parents just named you Dan. Just Dan. <laughs> I named myself Dan. Oh, that's cool. Hey, no parents. <laughs> me too. The same orphan life. Well, you ended up out there and I ended up in here. So ain't really been the same life, has it? Well, Dan, technically we're both in here, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I really want to become a pirate. <laughs> I love the ocean. Uh, I think you can see from my hair that I have a special relationship with it. Please tell me everything. Well, you better head off to Sparrow Island then. What? Sparrow Island? What? He nods and says, you want to join up with us? You head to Sparrow Island. Good luck getting there. And he, he gives a little chuckle. Uh, those waters are dangerous. I don't think that's a problem for me. <laughs> here's here's what I'm thinking, Dan. My my pal, my good friend. Dan Dan the pirate man? I think you guys were set up. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, same. Um, <laughs> I think I know who's behind it. Hmm. You ever heard of a guy named, uh, Torva? <laughs> does he have a tattoo of a broken tower? <laughs> he does not. Uh, yeah, maybe you might want to roll, like, a persuasion check or something to persuade him to open up to you. I don't have any persuasion. I got a 12. He looks over his shoulder at you. He, he sighs. He says, you come, come down here to start spewing some... Religious propaganda at me? I'm an atheist. <laughs> he gives a bark of laughter. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't give a shit. Uh, Torva is a bad influence on this world. And even the people who work for him get caught in his plans in the end. I've seen those apparatus that you guys were using before when I fought Torva myself by myself, like me versus Torva. Um, <laughs> and uh, frankly, I know you guys worked with him, and I know he screwed you over in the end because that's what always happens. I'm just here to figure out if there was a middleman. Yeah, it sounds like you've come down here to spew some religious propaganda at me. Do you not believe in Torva? <laughs> Don't believe in him the way you believe in him. So, like, you think he's, like, a cool guy? I believe there are bigger things at work here. You think he's gonna break you out of this cell? He doesn't say anything. You think you're gonna conquer the bars? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Dan. It's been really nice chatting with you. I'm probably gonna go talk to somebody else, because you're not very helpful. Thank you for the tip on Sparrow Island. I will be there immediately. <laughs> uh, mm, bye. <laughs> uh, I want to talk to the next guy. Okay. All right. Why don't you roll me three more persuasion checks? We'll see if any of them hit. Nice. Oh, I got a natural 20 right away. All right. Cool. <laughs> cool. Damn. So we'll just, just go with that. You just roll on to the next bad boy and you say, hey, I learned from Dan. <laughs> uh, so you go to, off to the next pirate. And uh, so you, you knock on your door, you get let out, you get let into the next cell. And the next guy, he's sitting on the edge of his pallet. He's really, really anxious looking. He goes, are, 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 you, are you here to, to, to question me? Yeah, ish. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking to help you guys out. I could really use some help. I, I don't know. I don't want to be in here. I don't want. I don't want to get hung or nothing. Oh wow, that's relatable. Um, so the thing is, is uh, I know you guys worked with Torva, and I want to know who set it up. I, I don't know anything about that. I just know that a few months ago, a a guy showed up and started 
handing out these books, and they started spreading the good word of Torva, said that we could we could finally get what was ours if we we just took it. The Lords of Sparrow Island started making plans and and, and to, to to go out there and take what's ours, and, and they sent us out here as a as a strike force, and I, I I get the feeling they thought we'd fail. So all the leaders that were behind this are on Sparrow Island. Yeah, none of them came along. Can you tell me exactly where Sparrow Island is? I'm very interested in Sparrow Island. Oh, it's it's just to the south. It's uh, if you look on any map, it's there. It's okay. a pretty well known <laughs> secret. We just make sure the waters are too dangerous for anybody to really come looking that hard for us. Mm. So the person who is handing out books, who were they? What they look like? It looked like a. Uh, is a young man, uh, black hair. Was he so hot? <laughs> he was real hot. God damn it! Fucking damn it! <laughs> I scream, God damn it, in in character. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fail it! Can't believe it. Kick he's that guy's he's ass. with pirates now. That's so hot. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right. Oh, I just need a minute. Thank you. Um, Where are you going to get me out of here? Look, if you guys can give information to the people in charge, I will talk to them as much as I can. I'll tell you anything you want. I'll I'll sell out my own ma at this point. I don't want a guy. Well, that's showing a big lack of character on your part, but that's I I appreciate your enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) What are the names of the leaders I should be on the lookout for? No, uh, Captain Captain yeah. Florence. I know she's been in on this, and uh, Captain Relatar. Oh, and Captain Elwyn. Is there anything else that you think would be useful for somebody to know if they were, say, trying to figure out who your leaders were in connection with? Uh, I, I don't. I don't really know any of that. I was just. I'm just good with a sword. Well, you're here, so you're not that good. <laughs> Damn, friend! <laughs> Leave the fucking burns for court! Cold. Does he start crying He yet? said he wanted to sell out his mom. I don't like him anymore. Does he, does he <laughs> cry? He, cry? he is crying. He's been crying this whole Holy time. shit. All right, there, there. But I don't really pat him. I just, like, kind of put my hand in his direction. <laughs> well, we'll figure this out. You've been very helpful. And what's your name? Cats. I like that. Yeah. Adorable. The Z. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, your name's what? <laughs> My name's Katz. With a Z. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I will not forget that name, sir. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and then Fran leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, my foul, odious children. Sup, it's Noelle. Uh, I hope you all are doing well. I hope you're laughing, loving, and living to your wine mom's heart's content. Uh, It's time to thank our beautiful new patrons on patreon.com slash damesanddragons. Thanks a million to Go Cry Wolf, Charlie, Rachel, Brian, Ron, Eleanor, Emily, Baby Cactus Cat, and Tamsin. Welcome and thank you. Uh, I've got a new round of outtakes and deleted scenes coming down the pike, so please anticipate it. Uh, Thanks also to our beautiful iTunes reviewers, the Lauren Amy, XX, Pen and Paper XX, and Dame in the Bean, who said that they would die for anyone associated with this podcast, which I assume includes Chantel, which is a dangerous place to be. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, thank you so much. Our iTunes ratings and reviews impact our growth as a podcast, like, disproportionately much. So to those of you who have taken the time out of your day to let us know that our work is appreciated, especially those who specifically download iTunes to do so, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And now for a word from our sponsors. Uh, so today we are brought to you by... Wait... 
what am I doing here? I'm not usually in the ads. I'm here today to tell you about Archvillain Games. They are kicking off a, a starter. They're kicking off a Kickstarter. They're kickstarting. Uh, from October 1st through the 30th, selling character sheet gauntlets, which are kind of like cool binders for your character sheet. So if you are the kid who had the n- nicest, nastiest trapper keeper, then a uh, character sheet gauntlet is probably exactly what you want. Nice. Uh, it has a patent pending design and figurine level detail. Uh, it makes your character sheet the most beautiful thing at the table, and that's a difficult feat when you are sitting at the table with uh, Noelle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cat, you shouldn't have. I won't then. Cat, uh, you shouldn't have. I continue to not. Uh, you really shouldn't. I feel threatened now. Cat, you better not. I, I just wanted to compliment my friend. <laughs> Ah, it has detailed covers for fighters, rogues, clerics, and wizards, but druids can just fuck off. Hat, you better not. (laughs) Okay, so the great thing about these is that you are able to see all the most important details of your character sheet, even with the cover closed, friends. You don't have to open that book to read it. It's like you have x-ray specs. If you all this sounds really interesting to you and you are thinking, hell yeah, hell yeah, I want this. I want this in my hands. I want my character sheet inside of this thing. You can head over to archvillaingames.com or search for them on Kickstarter and grab your Archvillain gauntlet today. Hello, listeners. This is Caitlin. And I'm here to tell you that today's episode of Dames and Dragons is brought to you by the Legion of Renop. Legion of Renab is a weekly comedy D&D podcast with a focus on making each other laugh more than pursuing an epic story, though there's a fantastical journey going on between the goofs, much like Dames and Dragons. Join lifelong friends Clark, Tony, Winston, Bobby, and Chris as they explore the continent of Renab, running into kobolds, medusas, and the occasional deity. This party includes... Names I won't butcher. <laughs> Murdar, an elven eldritch knight. Cramwell, a half elf bard cleric. Benson Muffins, a kitling artificer. Plickpluck, a Kenku shadow sorcerer. This show's not for all ages, uh, but if you're an adult who likes role playing, pirates, ninjas, samurai, magic, Animorphs, tangents, weirdos, treasure, and cat people, uh, then the Legion of Renab is for you. It's available every Tuesday wherever podcasts can be found or at Legion of Renab. That's R E N O B Renab, Legion of Renab.com. Um, Caitlin, does does Renab spell anything backwards? Um, no. I didn't think it so. It definitely doesn't spell any word. Um, that's I, in the oh, I, didn't, I didn't think so. Backwards, no. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. So, uh, last of all, a message to Chantel, who holds my heart in the palms of her cold, beautiful hands. <laughs> the code word is Nivius Saul. Go! All right, so I think when uh, you guys are, you got to head back up to your rooms to get ready for dinner. Well, you guys, I found out a lot. Yeah? Yeah, so uh, that guy, Lord. Do you even know his name? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he's not here. Who's not here? Yeah, he's gone. Oh, my God, the guy we knew that was gone is gone, so. Andolin. He's yeah, he's definitely I saw you looking in your notebook to remember his name Corbin. <laughs> oh, you guys have notebooks too? No. We, we all have notebooks. Notebooks are stupid. Right, that's what I thought. <laughs> anyway. 
so you found out that Lord Andolin is gone. Yeah, I mean, probably. There was like his his whole like room was just well, it was untouched. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> Nothing. Did you find anything in there? Um Is that a new outfit? <laughs> no, I've had this for a while. Uh, there wasn't much. I know all the clothes you have. <laughs> Anyways, there was not I didn't find anything, no. Just uh, mm. that very important confirmation that he is not in his room. All right. Well, I interrogated some pirates and I found out the names of all their leaders and where to find them. That's. I guess that's okay. Wow. That's right, intern. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do, intern and Mary? Oh, uh, well... Uh, we went to the concert, and oh my god, uh, you should have seen the cave that it was being hosted in. Uh, there were all these specimens of uh, bioluminescent plants, and uh, even some, uh, you know, little arthropods. So, I was, are, am I boring you? <laughs> Corbin fell asleep. Mary uh, kicks you, Corbin. Oh, oh. And she signs, the concert was very nice, and Slake is very knowledgeable about lots of different things. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know about that, but... um. We did meet uh, this lady, and she started talking about uh, this thing, the Bronze Order. Have you guys heard of it? No. No. Oh, well, it was, I mean, it sounded pretty cool. Uh, she was talking about um, these uh, these bronze bones and something about a uh, sleeping giant kind of thing. I mean, maybe it wasn't a sleeping giant, but it sounded like one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like bones. Marvin, I wish you'd put your regular clothes back on. Oh. This is what I wear. <laughs> it looks like um, the clothes of a man who's larger than you. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. Name is Andolin. Thanks, intern. <laughs> uh, by the way, Slake, Mary, uh, she pats your arm and gives you a little thumbs up after your report. <laughs> I give Mary so nice. a look like, I don't know if you should trust this person. Yeah, I like, Corbin tries to like frown at Mary, but he just kind of looks like he has to poo. <laughs> Corbin can't really express anger toward Mary. He doesn't really know how. He's too enchanted. Okay, well, so as you're talking about getting Corbin into new clothes, in bustles in everybody's favorite butler. He is followed by an entourage of servants. And he says, Oh, good, good. You're all here. Excellent. Now we'll need to get you changed for dinner. So hurry, hurry. To your rooms, to your rooms. Your servants are here. And then he sends servants off off to each of you. And each of those entourages of servants bustle you into your rooms, uh, where you are changed into your clothes for your dinner with Queen Tenevine. Your dinner clothes are very much like your court clothes, only somewhat more comfortable in order to facilitate sitting down, and not quite so easily wrinkled. The decoration is all very centered on the top half of your clothing, so it's best to display your, presumably, your wealth uh, while you are sitting down. Of course, this is all a facade because you are four poor urchins who have somehow ended up here. <laughs> yeah, true. So you are you are dressed and and ready to go. Do you want to take a moment there? Oh, like talk to fucking Dodson Goodson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want to talk to him. Yeah, the yeah. whole time we're getting our like yeah our, our looks s- together. Yeah. Well, you're all in separate rooms, but Dodson comes and checks in we'll on each of you. Yell. Every time I see him, I give him the dirtiest look that he's ever seen. Oh, it just melts off him like water. He doesn't even react. He's a very good servant. Uh, I mean, he works in customer service. Yeah, <laughs> so you can catch him as he's bustling in and out while you're mm-hmm. getting corseted up. Yes. Ah, uh, hey. Uh, sir. Yes, honored guest friend. Mm. So, who, like, hired you for this gig? I'm in the employ of the Olias household. That's the royal family. How how long have you worked for them? I came to the household when Queen Lilia uh, joined the Olias family. So you, so you work for Lilia? Before she married Queen Tenevine, yes. How long do you work for her for? My family has served her family for generations. Well, like, if, if, so I have a hypothetical question. <laughs> you may ask me any questions that you have. Okay, so imagine that the queen and the queen's wife, who you've worked for for many years, one of them wanted you to make a peanut butter sandwich, and the other one wanted you to make a ham sandwich, and you could only do one, 
What would you do? I would defer to the wishes of Queen Tenevine, as she is the high ruler of Madria. Oh. But what if, if you made the ham sandwich, then your people could be free of the oppression of regular-sized folk? <laughs> Dodson frowns and then says, I believe that this metaphor has overstretched its usefulness. If you'd like to know my opinions on the plight of my people in reference to our joining with the Madrian kingdom, you can ask me directly. Well, I was just, I was trying to be polite. I don't know if you could tell. (laughs) (laughs) Then I will give you a word of advice, honored guest. It is not polite to refer to medium-sized people as regular-sized. Oh, did I say regular? You sure did. You sure did. Oh, Oh, that's, honestly, that's good advice. I forgot the word medium, to be honest with you. (laughs) In any case, it is a very complicated matter involving many years of trade treaties. We are not a subjugated people, and therefore we should not act as though we are. However... Mm. There would be certain benefits to independence from the Madrian kingdom. It is all rather above me. I am simply here as a loyal servant. Hmm. Well, I don't know if it's above you because you just spoke more eloquently about it than like anyone else I've talked to. But but that's fine. <laughs> Thanks for your input. I hope you're not a spy. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and he leaves you. Uh, all right. So you guys are dressed for dinner. Is there anything else you want to do before you go? Any cold cuts around? I mean, there are some bowls of fruit. Cold cuts or I starve. Okay, well, then you starve, I suppose. All right, so you, um, Dodson actually leads you guys to dinner. Uh, he rightfully assumes you have no idea where the dining room is. It is on the second floor. And uh, though you are actually not led to the dining room first, first you are led to a, a lovely drawing room where you see that the guests for this dinner have gathered in small groups to chat and they're all drinking small flutes of a sparkly looking beverage. An elven woman with a harp sits in the corner playing gentle music as these groups of guests all chat amongst themselves. Uh, It is a richly appointed room with dark maroon drapery, sofas and rugs and silver chandeliers. The ceiling is painted with a spectacular scene of the god Minitas clashing against an army formed out of waves and everybody is just sort of having a nice time but uh, you do notice when you come in that Renetta's group uh, which consists of her and Azam and uh, Nguinian they all sort of shift to block you out of their group Nguinian we're friends Corbin muscles his way into the center the center of the group, yeah. Of this one, of this one group of three people. <laughs> yes. You just immediately, you see, these people are ignoring me, and you make a beeline to them. Yeah. All right. Well, and it says, "Excuse me, this is a private conversation." What? Oh, you weren't talking though. You just like formed a circle. I come and like pull Corbin <laughs> out of this situation. Bye, you guys. It's nice to see you. I'm like, I'm sorry about him. He gets confused when he sees people in circles. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's a great and that he's supposed to go through yeah. That's true. <laughs> so the groups that uh, you see in front of you, you see that uh, Queen Tenevine is grouped with her wife, Lilia, and an elven ambassador. Renetta is chatting with Azam and Nguinian. You see uh, several people you don't know. And then you also see Slake, you recognize Coquin. She is off in a corner by herself. And as you all walk in, you are offered a glass of sparkling wine by a servant that just sort of appears out of nowhere. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Oh, yeah. All Taken. of you are going to need to make some constitution checks because you're teens who've never drank before. Well, I'm not, I'm I'm not, not downing it. I'm taking yeah, a little baby a sip. sip. Mm-hmm. Corbin downs it. So Corbin, please make a constitution yep. check. That's a three. You are instantly tipsy. Cool. This is exactly who needed to be tipsy. <laughs> yep. He wasn't inhibited enough. But yeah, so there's two groups of two each of people you don't recognize who are all chatting. I like link arms with Corbin because I'm like really scared what's going to happen if I leave him alone. <laughs> and Corbin, as soon as your glass is empty, you are offered another one. Oh, I take it. I take it out of your hand. <laughs> 
<laughs> I say friend. That's my soda. Corbin, it's like you've never like been to like like a gathering. Anyway, this is why. Fran, <laughs> <laughs> Mary pats your arm and and signs to you. Parties, the parties on Estra. Remember? Nah, doesn't ring a bell. But Mary, be sensitive. At least I know not to chug down this alcoholic beverage. Corbin reaches for his wine again. I am not gonna give it to you. <laughs> Slake is just watching very impressionably, <laughs> and uh, just I is- point at them, and I am like, in turn, <laughs> you better keep it under locks. Uh, right? Wow, Corbin, that was so brave of you. You just like beeline right into that group. That was amazing. Hey, you thing. need to be. Not like him. Not like him. Hey! I make good choices. If he does something, please do the opposite. <laughs> Honored guests! And this voice cuts through your conversation, mm. my bickering, as a woman in... She's probably about, like, in her 40s. She sweeps over. Her hair is done up in this elaborate updo with lots of jewels placed in it. And her dress is made of just the finest material. And the embroidery on it is just, like, over the top. There's just lace frothing from everywhere on her. And she says, I am the Marchioness Kebibon, Sylvia Gilda. I'm so delighted to hear that you will join me for my soiree tomorrow evening. You'll be joining. Orgy, I wrote. Yeah, the orgy. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, I wrote intimate gathering. Yeah, that's what it. That's what the invitation said. So, that's why I wrote orgy. Yeah, yeah. orgy. <laughs> I'm so glad to know you'll be joining me for my soiree tomorrow evening. Please allow me to introduce. This is Count Agsprat Greenspire, and a gnome sort of. He just sort of appears from behind her many skirts. Uh, it didn't seem like he was hiding. It just seems like she has a lot of skirts and he's a, <laughs> a uh, small creature. Corbin loses his shit. Um, Fran steps in front of Corbin and, and um, just tries to pretend that he's Corbin's, ex- Corbin's fucking clinging to Fran. And she kicks him and she... <laughs> he falls to the ground. ...holds out her hand to Agsrat and says, Nice to meet you. I've met your daughter, haven't I? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely charmed. He takes your hand and kisses it, Fran. Corbin continues to lose his shit. Well, now Fran's the one that's charmed, and she she kicks Corbin again, and she says, I'm so sorry about my friend. He's never had an alcohol before, and he's also an idiot. So, (laughs) Ixra looks a bit annoyed, uh, and... He then says, ah, yes, my lovely daughter. I could not be prouder of her. Quite a marriage she's made. If only the queen were a gnome. That would be the only only way to make it better. And uh, the marchioness laughs and she says, oh, Count Agsprat, you are too funny. And uh, Agsprat does not look like he was joking, but he decides to just uh, roll mm. with it. And he says, now tell me, how have you been finding our fair court? Oh, it's great. <laughs> We're having a great time. Right, friends? Uh, Mary mm. Mary nods and she signs, yes, we attended the loveliest concert this afternoon. I am very impressed by your musicians here at court. Do you know much about them? And uh, she engages the the two in a in a conversation about music mm. while throwing all of you significant looks. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> I want to make a stealth roll to s- crawl away from the group. Okay. Um, I can I make a perception? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to percept too. Well, I rolled um very badly, so you. I caught me. you. <laughs> yeah. You, oh yeah. You I got do. A I got five. I got a six. Oh, yeah. No, I got eight. So you both see Corbin crawling away. Mm -hmm. And I would assume we both reach down at the same time and grab one of his arms. Oh, I'm just trying to follow him. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) But we can probably go. I look at Mary, like, to see if she's going to look at me like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Mary gives you a low thumbs up, like, to continue on through the rest of the party. She's got these two on lock. All right. Very cool. (sighs) I'm... At this point, going to only trust Slake and not Corbin. <laughs> a wise choice. I mean, I don't know. Slake's been trying to follow like, me around. I don't care. I sink <laughs> my my just like my nails into your arm, Corbin, and I say, "Intern, who who are you feeling?" I like point at uh, at these people. 
Oh, well, I met Coquin at the concert, actually, and, uh, I, I guess, though, I did already talk to her. I should probably try to talk to someone what we haven't talked to yet, right? I don't know. Do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, okay. It's too much freedom, Fran. They're gonna do something crazy. I won't let you down. The intern's not like you, Corbin. Hey! <laughs> I guess I will try to talk to the queens and the ambassador. Okay. Uh, so we'll start with you, Slyke. You approach the queens. What What do you do as you approach the queens? Um, I, like, awkwardly bow, and I'm like, uh, your highnesses. They each give a low curtsy, as does the ambassador. And Tenevine says, please rise, honored guest. Oh, uh, thanks. Uh, you're both looking radiant. Thank you. Oh, yes, thank you. It is quite good to see you again. How have you been finding our court? And that's Queen Lilia who's speaking. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I, I went to a, a concert last night in the, the cave with, like, the bioluminescent stuff. It was really great. Uh, yeah, thank you uh, uh, both so much for having us. I would like to introduce you to Ambassador Alminia. Uh, Alminia Farsial de Pavia Romia Bile from the Kingdom of Ilfra. Hi, I'm Slake. <laughs> oh, hi. Nice to meet you. <gasps> uh, Ilfra! The- <laughs> <laughs> or like Itasca. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and she she offers her hand to you in a sort of like, She's giving it to you to kiss her hand. Oh, wow. I give her a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> she transitioned it very seamlessly into a handshake. She says, Oh, I'm glad to see someone else here who doesn't quite know all of the customs. I got to say, everything here in Madria is just so fine. We're not quite used to such finery up in Ilfra. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes. I mean, I, I'm, I live in a cave, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wish to speak to you of this, uh, Queen Tenevine says. How are things in the Orcish clans? We hear very little from them, and they are our closest neighbors. Oh, uh, well, I mean, funny question. I mean, I, uh, I kind of, you know, was sort of doing my own thing. So I'm not super in contact all the time, but it's, I mean, I think they're doing pretty good. They seem fine. <laughs> and for what reason were you not in contact with your people? Oh, uh, well... I kind of have this heroic destiny thing going on, so I was doing some training. Uh, you know how it is, you know, chosen one kind of stuff, so. Oh, are you part of a religious order then? I don't know. I mean, there's, well, Yolan is this uh, pretty cool giant beetle kind of guy that, uh, sort of like my god. Uh, so we, <laughs> he straight up is your god. We're, we're pretty tight. Oh, my. The ambassador says, oh, yes. That's just like us. We have our, our boar god. He lives in the woods and is our protector. You have something like that in your caves, then, eh? Oh, yeah. He sounds beautiful. Oh. Or, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to assume your boar god's gender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is a he, yes. He's our great protector, although he's been mighty angry lately. We've been uh, been hearing some reports from home that maybe something might be going on in the woods. Oh, uh, what what kind of thing? Oh, we're not too sure here. Our reports are pretty scarce at the time. Not quite sure what's going on. I think they're having trouble getting messenger birds out. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, we can only hope that things are going all right. Best, uh, you know, hope for the best. Prepare for the worst, hey? That's what we say in Ilfra. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking <laughs> What die. you said. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's move over to Corbin and Fran. Mm. Corbin and I are gonna go talk to that dragon lady. You guys go over to talk to Coquin. She's just off in the corner. So she's looking up at the fresco when you come over to her. Pretty tight. <clears throat> Yo! <laughs> uh, yes, it is tight. <laughs> Tell us about those bones. Excuse me. We're friends with the people you met at the concert. I'm sorry about this man is drunk. <laughs> bones! All right. <laughs> should you wish to learn more of the bronze bones, you should come to our temple. You like the fresco, huh? What, what's it of again? Uh, it is of Minotaian, the god of spears, fighting an army made of waves. You like you like spears? You like water? Mm, we do not worship the gods in those paintings, but it is quite a work of art. You know what that is, like, depicting at all? Yes. It is depicting during the last calamity 
when the seas overtook the land. It is said that Minotine saved this city, and uh, before he did so, it was a town on a river, not an ocean. But he saved its people as his own chosen few to survive the calamity. Are those his bones, supposedly, down there? Is that what that was? You don't know. Does she know? You didn't ask her. Yeah, ask her. I thought we knew already. Are those his bones? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was so... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whose bones are they? They are the bones of my god. Well, who is that? One of the old ones. I think all the gods are pretty old. Like, mm. Our lords are younger than the gods of other mortals, but... Older than any age, we have never seen them live, but we hope to, one day. Mm, you think we're gonna, like, wake up, so to speak? <coughs> that is our goal. Okay. Whoa, what's his name? We do not know the Lord's name. He is the Bronze One. How- I mean, I've fallen in love with people that I don't know their name. How- how is he younger than the gods, but older than the ages? He belongs to an age-long past, and all that is left are his bones to whisper to us who follow him. Tell me, I hear you come from Danmar. How how fair are my sisters in the White Order? Did you meet any of them? No. Are there similar bones in Danmar, too? Yes. Well, further out into the desert. My sisters of the White Order tend the white bones. How many different colored bones are there? There are 13 temples of bone in this world. That's really cool. So you guys just like worship bones, huh? Do you know any of their names or you just know like other specific facts about them, like their age, but not their names? (laughs) We know that we are descended from them. Ah, no! Very cool. Uh, like you were born from them, maybe. Also, I just want to remind you of something that happened beginning of Arc 2, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, when you were leaving the city of Danmar for the first time and you had a little encounter with some bones. That was... Oh, yeah. Some some white oh, bones. Oh, with the Wait, bone dragon thing. You mean... Uh, yeah, uh, the 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 Skellich Skellich Dracolich Graymon Skull Graymon Skull Graymon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we worked through it. You got there. You got there. <laughs> yeah. So now that I'm feeling like maybe those bones don't look like me so much, um, I'm actually remembering some bones that I once saw in the desert. I saw a bone stick out of a leg one time. They were oh, they were. <laughs> They were super not sleeping, if you know what I mean. Do you mean to say, did the Sisters of the White Order succeed? Um, oh, those, I didn't see any sisters. Those bones hated us. Yeah, they kind of tried to kill us and didn't seem very intelligent, to be honest with you. That is troubling to hear. Yeah, I didn't love it. They were fragile as hell. Oh. Not that we know that. Um... <laughs> Don't what? Don't we know that? Yeah, we do know that, but I don't know if we want to tell her that we killed them. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was just like the top half of a skeleton, and it was like a rabid animal almost. I feared as much. We have not heard from our sisters in the White Order for quite some time, many seasons. Yo, they're probably dead. All right. <laughs> you will please excuse me. And uh, she walks away from you. Uh, Corbin! Shit. A bell rings, and Queen Tanavine takes her wife's hand, and they lead the way into the grand dining room. And uh, there is assigned seating. Yes! Uh, Oh. Are we separated? You fucking bet you are. Oh, man. Uh, Freedom!
Hello, sweet listeners. It's me, Hannah, here with a hot new ad for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Cobalt Press, Tales of the Old Margrave. The Tales of the Old Margrave Kickstarter is running right now. Forests in fantasy role-playing games are dark places full of secrets. The Margrave is an ancient, enchanted forest that defends itself from those who come to cut its timber, poach its creatures, or steal its magic. Within its borders, the old ways are strong, and the world of druids carries great weight. Griffins, dragons, and stranger creatures nest and hunt, undisturbed by humans, dwarves, or other lordlings. Until the adventurers show up. Whoa, getting crazy. The Tales of the Old Margrave Adventure Campaign. Pardon me. Mm. Had a little frog in my throat. The Tales of the Old Margrave Adventure Campaign hardcover is for the GM with adventures from levels 1 to 10. The Margrave Player's Guide soft cover book is a tome of new player options, including new races, druid and ranger subclasses and tools, backgrounds, and forest-themed spells. This campaign has already funded, so if you contributed, you're guaranteed the Margrave goodness and helping to contribute to amazing stretch goals like cardboard ponds, additional encounters, more subclasses, more battle maps, extra art, and more. Plus, DSPN's own James Intercasso contributed. Find out more by heading over to kickstarter.com and searching for The Old Margrave from Cobalt Press. <laughs> <laughs> 